0: Bring your courage to the top of the mountain. It's time for a story. Today's story is Yuki and the Tsunami. Adapted by Elaine Lindy. For as long as people can remember, the shores of Japan have been swept from time to time by enormous tsunamis. These awful, sudden risings of the sea are caused by earthquakes or by underwater volcanic action. The story of the boy Yuki is the story of such a calamity. Yuki lived with his family in a village. His grandfather, who had passed away several years before, had taught Yuki much about raising rice crops, solving disputes, and a great deal about the ways of the world. His grandfather had been the most respected and wealthiest resident of the village, its headman. Now Yuki's family cultivated the enormous fields of rice that his grandfather had passed on to them. Yuki's village was nestled by the shore below a small mountain. One day, Yuki was playing on top of the small mountain, watching the preparations below for a festival that was going to take place that very night to celebrate a wonderful rice crop. All of a sudden, Yuki felt an earthquake beneath his feet. It was not strong enough to frighten anybody, but Yuki, who had already felt dozens of shocks, thought it was odd, a long, slow, spongy motion The houses below, by the sea, rocked gently several times. Then all became still again. Soon after, Yuki noticed something even more strange. The sea darkened all of a sudden, and it seemed to be rushing backward, toward the horizon. The sea was actually running away from the shore, very fast, leaving behind wide stretches of beach, that had never been exposed before. With a gasp, Yuki suddenly remembered the words of his grandfather. His grandfather had told the boy how his own father's father had told him that just before a terrible tsunami, the sea suddenly and quickly rolls backward. Yuki, his breath heavy, ran down the mountainside to warn the people of the impending danger. Already, many had run to the beach to witness the spectacular new stretch of ribbed sand. Get back, get back, shouted the boy. There's terrible danger. What are you talking about, Yuki, laughed one person. Look at all the great new shells on the beach. No, no, you don't understand, cried Yuki. You must run away, up to the mountain, everybody but no one would listen to him. They all laughed in his face and carried on romping in the new sand and watching the sea roll backward even more. Desperate, Yuki could think of only one thing to do. He lit a pine torch and hurried with it to the fields. There, hundreds of rice stacks stood, golden and dried in the sun. He touched the torch to the edge of each one, hurrying from one to the other as quickly as his legs could carry him. The sun-dried stalks instantly caught fire. The strengthening sea breeze blew the blaze forward. Soon the stacks burst into flame. Yuki, terrified, ran after his friends and family, calling, Fire! Fire! Everyone run to the mountain, quick! The people hurried from over the beach, like a swarming of ants, though to Yuki's anxious eyes, the moment seemed terribly long to him. All the while, the sea was fleeing even more quickly toward the horizon. The whole village was moving up the mountain now. The growing multitude, still knowing nothing, looked horrified at the flaming fields and at the destruction of their livelihood. Yuki is mad cried one of the boys when they had all reached the top. He set fire to the rice on purpose. I saw him do it. Yuki, is this true? Said Yuki's mother and father, frowning deeply. Yuki hung his head. Just then, someone cried, look. At the edge of the horizon, a long, dim line like the shadowing of a coast where no coast had even been, a line that thickened as they gazed, that broadened in the way a coastline broadens when one approaches it, yet much more quickly. For that long, thin line of darkness was the returning sea, towering like a cliff and raging swiftly toward them. A tsunami, shrieked the people. Then all shrieks and all sounds and all power-to-hear sounds were annihilated by a nameless shock heavier than any thunder, as the colossal waves struck the shore with a weight that sent a shudder through the hills and with a burst of foam like a blaze of sheet lightning. Then, for an instant, nothing could be seen but a storm of spray rushing up the slope like a cloud, and the people scattered back in panic from the mere menace of it. When they looked again, they saw a white horror of sea roaring over the place of their homes. It drew back, tearing out the land as it went. Twice, three times, five times the sea struck the land and ebbed, but each time with surges less strong. Then finally, the sea returned to its normal place and stayed there, though still raging, as the sea will do after a hurricane. On the mountain, for a long time, no word was spoken. All stared speechlessly at the desolation below, at the wreckage and debris that was scattered over what was left of their village. I'm sorry I burned the fields said Yuki, his voice trembling. Yuki, said his father softly. You saved us all. And the villagers swept up Yuki and raised him into the air. We were going to celebrate our rice harvest tonight, said one. But now, we'll celebrate that we're still alive. And they cheered with relief and admiration at the brave Yuki, who that day had saved over 400 lives. Tsunamis are real. They're not made up. They really do happen. They happen on the beach after an earthquake. Nowadays, we have great warning systems. If there's going to be a tsunami, a siren will go off so that everyone knows to get off the beach. These warning systems keep us safe. But in the past, systems like this weren't always available, and sometimes people did get caught by a tsunami. In this story, Yuki is the warning system for his village. High up on the mountain he could see farther than anyone else. And because of what his grandfather told him, he understood the warning signs. This is what allowed him to warn everyone else. It would have been better if they had listened to him in the first place, when he ran down to the beach and shouted the warning at them. But they didn't. And so... Yuki had to make a really hard choice. He had to take a risk. He had to make a sacrifice to give something up in order to save everyone. In this case, he sacrificed the rice harvest. The people had worked hard all year growing that rice, and Yuki burned it up that's a loss, they're going to miss that rice. But still, I think he made the right choice because he did save them and it's better to lose the rice and save the whole village. Sometimes we also have to make sacrifices. We have to let go of some things that we want some things that we care about. Sometimes we have to give up some things that we want, some things that we care about, in order to save other things that are so important. I know in this last year, my family has given up a lot. We haven't been able to see our friends and our family in the way that we used to. But we've given that up in order to keep everyone safe during the pandemic. And I think it's been worth it to keep people in our family healthy during this difficult year. Sometimes we have to give up smaller things, too, like giving a cookie that you really wanted to eat to your brother so that he can have one. Can you think of something that you've had to give up or let go of for a good reason? Sometimes sacrifice is necessary. in order to keep the most important things and the most important people in our lives. This story is adapted from an old Japanese legend. It was collected in the book Gleanings in Buddha Fields, Studies of Hand and Soul in the Far East by Lafcadio Hearn. And this version was further adapted by Elaine Lindy, for the website Stories to Grow By. Thank you to Elaine Lindy and to Stories to Grow By for making this story and so many others available for us to share with you on Elderberry Tales. If you're enjoying this podcast, the very best thing that you can do is to tell your friends and share us on social media so that other people can enjoy the stories, just like you do. Thank you for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week.